Welcome back to Get Fitty With It. I am your co-host, Holly Stark. Oh my gosh, I thought it like skipped. I'm your co-host, Mary Sorensen. And that's a professional, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, anyways, so today we have a return guest for the first time ever. Reverse, reverse. reverse. <laughs> Who is our return guest? Who are we having back, Mary? Sam Pinson's now Carlton with a K. Yeah. So she's kind of in the same boat as I am with like the changing of the names. So like we eventually will, but like this is where we're at right now. So <laughs> exactly. Sam Pinson's is back. <laughs> and we say it in the episode, but she was on episode 31. So if you did not listen to that one, make sure you go back. We talk a lot more about like her fitness journey and kind of her, you know, getting into business and, you know, things like that. So a lot more focused on that, but also just like mental, spiritual health and stuff. Um, where today we dive in deep on another topic, which she just finished training in. And I'm so excited to talk about, and that is women's health, hormonal health, periods we spill the tea ladies and gentlemen spill the tea yes all over the place hot piping tea everywhere yes (laughs) and this is just like the tip of the iceberg because we have someone else who's going to be coming on who's also a hormone and period um expert and so we're like just scratching the surface again Mm -hmm. and like I feel like we got a lot of information from Sam so um we go very much into a lot of different things, but I'm pretty sure we say this in the episode as well, like take notes. So I'm just telling you before going into it, like if you're driving to work, like you're gonna have to listen to it again. I'm sorry, but like maybe like pause, wait until you're at home to listen or listen to it all. Like Holly said, and then listen to it again. Yeah. Because digest it better. You know, I'm already going, like I have this on my planner to like listen to our episode again and take notes on it because like that's how much like I want to take notes on what we talked about yeah so it's a super fun conversation and I hope you guys enjoy it but before we jump into it let's do a little quick update how was your week my week was okay um I just didn't feel like myself that much like I got workouts done like check those boxes you know like Mm -hmm. good workouts like not like just like doing them to do them. Like they were good workouts that I got in. I walked my dogs a bunch. I finished my water. I ate well, but like, I just didn't feel like myself this week for some reason, like everything I was doing just felt like it was checking a box. Like they were still like good things that I was doing, but it just really felt like I was doing it just to check a box. Like it wasn't like my whole heart wasn't into it type of thing. Hmm. So that's kind of how I was this week, but I accomplished a lot. I did what I needed to do. Me and my coworkers started a new like challenge at work where, so it's 30 minutes of movement a day. Um, however many, so like we don't all have the same amount of water that we have to drink, but it's Mm -hmm. just like your allotted amount of water. So mine's a hundred ounces. And then you get to choose like a goal for yourself. So like their goal this week was, um, not snacking during the day, like between meals. Uh And then my goal was walking my dogs because I haven't been good about it. So each week you get to change your like last goal, but like the two other goals stay the same. So if you lose, you have to pay $10. Okay. So it's like kind of a big incentive. Yeah. Yeah. To like not lose. Yeah. Yeah. So it was really good. Yeah. But again, I just like, I felt like it was very much like checking boxes rather than like wanting to do what I was doing. So yeah. 
this week I'm going in with a different mindset, but still planning on accomplishing a lot. So how about you, Holly? How was your week? Well, I know how your week was, but before we go into that, we gave each other a challenge last week and I know we both did it, but I'm I'm not going to just leave people hanging. So how did your challenge go that I gave you? What was my challenge? I don't remember. That's, <laughs> that's how good you would remember. That's how, that's how good I did it. This I challenge what, that I, I don't remember. What mine was. Oh, it was working or waking, working, waking, waking up earlier. Right. Yes. Right. So I actually didn't do terrible at this. I did wake up earlier than I usually get up, but I did not get up at six o'clock, which was kind of like the goal time. Yeah. Um, Monday, I got up at probably like 6.45. Tuesday, I got up at 6.30. Wednesday, I also got up at like 6.30. So that's like better than what I usually do. Yeah. Um, Thursday, I slept the fuck in. <laughs> like I don't, I had the worst night of sleep of my life. I slept till probably like right about like eight o'clock when I had to start work. And then Friday, I got up at 4.30 because I had to take John into the hospital. Oh, right. And then like, like, what? Yeah. And I got like, I got my shit done. Like it was so nice to like, because I had to get up. It was so nice to like go and get everything that I needed to get done, done. Right. But like, I would never like want to like live that life because I was exhausted by like three o'clock. Well, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So it was like, I don't think I could be like those like four or five AMers every single day. Like it was a nice like change of pace because I right. had to be up and like doing something. Right. But like, if I didn't have to like leave my house and go like drop him off at the do hospital. Uh, yeah. Like I would have just laid around my house. Like if I woke right. up at four, I would have like gone down to my couch and just like laid down. So yeah. I get it for like people who have to go to work and stuff, like how they get up and get going and stuff, but I never, but anyway, so I, I think I did like, okay. Like I definitely failed the challenge, but I still like, and I didn't go on my phone when I woke up this week. So that's a big change of pace, except for Thursday when I slept in, like, I definitely just like straight right off the bat, like went on my phone. Yeah. But otherwise, like I tried to stay off my phone until about like 10, 10 30 which is pretty good besides like emails, like bank accounts, things like that, that you have to check. So, so I definitely failed, but not in like the worst way possible, but like, I knew that like, I wasn't, and I was like sitting there thinking like, this is like my way around it. Right. (laughs) Like it's six 30, not six o'clock, but yeah. So it was a week. I don't know what was in the air, but it was just like, a lot of people were feeling off this week. Yeah. So that leads us into you, Holly. How was your week? Yeah, I was speaking of feeling off. Super, super anxious this week, um, multiple days. And um, I ended up one day deciding to reach out to my doctor. So I had an appointment with her October 23rd, but it's still like a month away. And there was more about my fatigue and stuff, but I was going to talk to her about my anxiety. And um, yeah, I just had so much anxiety this week and like could not stop. And so I got an appointment with her earlier. Thank gosh, it's on Monday, but she also put me on a new medication. So I'm trying that out, which I'm excited to, to see how it affects me. And mm-hmm. I also told Mary, I'm calling the therapist's office. I had texted like this, not texted. So you can have this thing with my healthcare provider, where when you find someone you might like, it texts you the information. So you can't like forget and then have to scroll through the whole site to find who yeah. you're looking at again. And so I have it texted to me. And so I'm going to call tomorrow because I realized <laughs> they weren't open today when I was going to call. I don't know why I thought they'd be open on a Sunday. Um, yeah. So calling tomorrow to hopefully make my first appointment or figure out what I have to do. So, cause I just don't know what's being triggered 
or why it's being triggered so much mm-hmm. all the time. And so I need to figure that out and looking just kind of closer at like my diet. And if something like that, if that's triggering it. And so it was a week, but it was also my period week. So that probably made it worse. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think just like, I mean, after our last episode about like strictly mental health and just like kind of digging into it, I feel like, especially with going to a therapist now, I feel like you're going to have some of those weeks where it's like, okay, we just dug into like a lot about like me. Yeah. Like, like, I think that like outpour of like anxiety and things like that, just like putting that out into the world is tough too. Yeah. And like, I like, like admitting it to yourself too. Yeah. And like that TikTok that I sent you last week about like five signs of someone with like high function anxiety. I'm like me, mm-hmm. me, a hundred percent you. Me. Yeah. Like the whole time I was like, this, this is my life. Yeah. <laughs> like no, a hundred percent. It's like recognizing those traits in yourself. I mean, it's a good first step, obviously. Yeah. Obviously I'm not my first step either, but you know, a step in the right direction, how did, different direction. How did your challenge go? well you know not much happened no no walking really happened but this today I went for a walk this weekend you did though yes today I did um and this weekend though I just got out a lot like we went grocery shopping and we had Brandon's parents over last night today we went out and did stuff we picked up stuff from you and so both days I've had over 10,000 steps but this morning I actually did go for like a run walk so I finished week three if you can run because I missed it last week so I went mm-hmm. back and did that and then this, that way I'm on track for week four this week um but there you go yeah so felt so it's off but you know what next week will be better you know yeah Same. like I said like I think that our past two episodes have really like flowed into each other very well because it's Definitely. like we talked to Tara about like taking care of yourself because then like if you're not taking care of you like your workouts your job your everything is going to like fall apart you mm-hmm. know and I think that that's like kind of after we had our mental health conversation like that's kind of what happened was like right. you needed to like focus on you and like you are taking those like huge steps to like go in the right direction yeah definitely so that's where we're at, but I'm feeling better today. Definitely. So that's good. Um, but yeah, so enough about and an us. update that wait, hold on, wait, an update. Holly has all of her Whitney Simmons stuff now. Wait, I actually technically have two more items coming on Monday. That was my oh, okay. present for my mom. So technically not yet, but almost, I almost, almost. have all of it <laughs> <laughs> and I'm obsessed with all of it. Literally all of it. Amazing amazing um but that's why we're not we're not here for that either I mean we are but like not actually in the moment so with that we hyped her up earlier let's listen to miss Sam Pinson's dive into the female body hormonal health periods and spill the tea let's go guys we have our first return guest and that is Miss Sam Pinson's. Well, your last name's different now, isn't it? <laughs> not yet. Not legally. Yeah. <laughs> not legally. As soon as it came out of my mouth, I'm like, that's technically maybe not her name. Are you gonna keep <laughs> Sam Pinson's? This is my this is my question. Are you gonna keep Pinson's? Are you changing your name? Like on my Instagram? Like for everything. Yeah. Like for oh. yeah, for business stuff too. Is it sad I went to Instagram? Yeah, legally I'm changing my name to Carlson with a K. I'm I'm have a Swedish last name now. Okay. Um, and I'm I, I'm not sure what I'm gonna do with like all the things, everything yeah. else, but like my legal name will be okay. Sam Carlson. I'm curious. 
yeah start the interview <laughs> I know <laughs> but Sam thank you for coming back we're excited to have you back um and me and Mary have been talking a lot with so many of the guests we had on, including you, we scratched the surface on so many topics in like our first conversation. And so now it's really cool that we're going to have a second conversation where we really get a hone in more so on like one big topic. And that's what we want to do with a lot of our kind of previous guests as well. Um, but for anyone who didn't hear the last episode you were on, on episode 31, can you just kind of reintroduce yourself and what you do in this world? Oh, sure. So I'm, I'm, I kind of like, it's funny you ask me that because like labels lately, I'm so like anti-labels, you know, like <laughs> I help people, you know? Um, but yeah, so I mean, technically I'm an online health coach um, and Ginger Step Fitness is my coaching business and it's been, been a business for three years now, I think. Time has been weird lately, but um, yeah, it's about three years. And I've, I used to be per, in personal training, group fitness, like, you know, various type classes, all that spin, taught all that stuff, personal training in people's backyards with random weights and dumbbells. I've done it all. Um, and I just really saw the power of connecting people online. So I've been doing that for three years and yeah, and I've, I've, I've had my own personal like journey with fitness too. And I've really been that person that's always been like naturally super, like just side zero. That's not really <laughs> been me. So I've had, you know, a lot of my own personal experiences come into coaching as well. So awesome. Awesome. And if you guys do want to hear more on Sam's story and kind of how she got into fitness and stuff like that, that's something we cover a lot in our first episode with her. Um, but today we're really wanting to focus more on hormone health and women's health and things like that. So my first question for you is how did you start getting into learning more about women's health and hormonal health? Yeah. All right. So I had, um, a, who's now become a pretty good friend of mine, um, a doctor come on and speak to my clients. So like weekly, I have different topics that we talk about with my clients on like a group call. Um, so we have dietitians come in yoga classes, all that good stuff. But we had someone come in and she specializes in hormonal health. I mean, her background is crazy. She works like in a hospital for hormonal health, everything like that. Um, and it just really piqued my interest, the whole topic. And I had already started reading a few books like in the flow, which I mentioned, which is on Amazon. I highly recommend that book in the flow. Um, F L O no W. Um, and I just started really getting into it. And then also with that, I've just seen a lot of experiences with my clients too, and how, you know, they would really plateau or they're pushing through, like they're like, tr like trying to push through certain things like cravings or energy dips. Mm -hmm. And it just really, it just like all came together, like a fireball moment. And I was like, this might be the reason why women have their challenges that they do with health and yeah. fitness. So. Definitely. I love that. Well, I feel like we have like most people have like the period talk like in school, but they really don't get into like anything Literally that has anything. to do with like your hormones or anything. It's like, okay, well, if you get your period, like talk to your mom and she'll give you like a tampon and it's like, okay. And then you find out when you're older, it's like, okay, well like tampons like really aren't the greatest. And there's all these different things behind that too. And then on top of that, you're like trying to figure out why like your period is so different than the girl next to you. And it's like, there's just like no information. So I think it's so cool that you like dug into that. 
Yeah, it's funny you say that because actually in the book, In the Flow, um, she mentions like in health, like health class, like they covered like menstruation for like one second. And then they talk about like the male reproductive system. Who wrote these books? Come on. Right. Um, You know, and, and I think in general, like women's health is kind of been like a hush hush topic like don't tell someone you have your period oh I have my period like it's like half the population gets their period first of all so I don't know why it's so hush hush second of all is the reason we can recreate (laughs) so why is it so hush 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 um yeah so I just think in general people need to be talking more about which I think is starting to happen like people Mm -hmm. are starting to talk more about it which is good definitely and now with the, so with your hormonal cycle, um, I know just from obviously prior readings and stuff like that, that there's different stages of your hormonal cycle. So can you break down the kind of different stages and how those different stages kind of look or work? Um, because I feel like up until I started learning a little bit more about my cycle, I had no idea there was different stages. Like I knew there was obviously like ovulation and menstruation, but I like that's where I thought it ended. Never knew there was more than that. And so I think a lot of women are out there that don't know there's different phases and that these phases are different hormones and different feelings and things like that. So I'd love to have a little bit more detail on that. Yeah. Until this year, I also was one of those people that didn't know that there was four stages. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't either until pretty, until like last year. Um, and well, I will say first and foremost, like I'm not a doctor. Um, yeah. So if anyone does want to get in touch with the doctor that I work with, please let me know. Her name is Brett Eaton. And I have all of her na- letters after her name written down somewhere. I should have them memorized, but she's basically <laughs> the the whole thing. And she actually, actually does like hormonal consultations virtually. So if anyone wants to learn more about the actual biology, that definitely let us know, but I'm not a doctor. So I'll say that. Um, but as far as the phases go, so I kind of look at them in a different way than like science books do, okay. which I feel like is fine. Like, right. As long as we can relate to them. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, typically like, you know, scientifically it's like your, like the, when you get your cycle, when you get your period is like the first day of your cycle. But I kind of see it as like the day after your period is the first day of your cycle. Cause just mentally for me, I'm like, that's, you're starting new. I don't know. You know, so, um, so the follicular phase, that's your first phase. Um, so that's basically right after your period. So I call that phase one. Um, and then, and I'll talk more about like what to do nutritionally and workouts for that in a little bit. Um, and then phase two that I call phase two is your, you know, ovulation phase. So your ovulatory phase, uh, that's obviously when you ovulate. Um, and something specific about that phase that I found really interesting is like, typically you're but like we're found to feel more social during those times. So like if there's certain times when you like really want to go do things and you really want to go take a workout class or whatever, like that makes sense, right? Cause like naturally our bodies like go be near people, particularly men. So you can like recreate, like, you know, yeah. um, so that's our phase two, the ovulatory phase, phase two in my book. Um, and then I see, so we have the like, tool phase, which really I see to be broken up into two phases within that. So phase three, the two of phase part one, um, is really kind of like everything as far as the way you treat your body and your energy levels and things like that are pretty similar to your, ov- your ovulation phase. 
And then the second part of your Latula phase is when you're kind of like getting more into those period type feelings and when, and when like things start to change, but basically AKA PMS, right? Um, is really when you start to feel that is the second part of your tool phase. So your tool phase can be a different amount of times for different people, but you know, it could be like seven days. It can be a little longer than seven days, 10 days, 12, you know, everyone cycles like a little bit different. Um, and then your menstruation is, is the last phase, which is obviously your period, which once again, could be anywhere from like four days to eight days, something like that. Um, so yeah, so those are your phases. So technically there's four phases. I kind of see it to be five. Um, and yeah, so th those are them. <laughs> and then diving in. So just kind of working right off of that. Can we go into a little bit more on like the movement and the eating and things like that? And, um, anything you recommend? Cause I know that like you were saying, different phases, you have more energy, different phases, you have a lot lower energy. So can you talk a little bit more about maybe good workouts to do or things to avoid or foods to avoid, whatever? Yes. So I definitely want to say here that all those phases make up a 28 day clock. So that can definitely range. Like some people can actually have a little bit of a longer clock, like 30 up to 35 days. Um, so we've got a little bit of shorter clock, but in general, our clock is just to say for average purposes, 28 days. So this is just something I have to say. Men's cycle, hormonal cycle is 24 hours. What? So they go through, so yeah. <laughs> so this is, so when they go to sleep, when they wake up, it's literally like, it's like the day after their period for them, basically. It's like new day, new fresh start. And that is why typically, and I'm not, you know, I don't mean to generalize or anything like that, but per my, what I've read and what I've confirmed and, and all that, like men have, can do a better job doing the same thing day in and day out or like weekly in a very structured way like that versus women, because we go through these ebbs and flows over a 28 give or plus few days period, um, we have those in waves of over multiple days, right? So if there's ever been a time when you're like, I just cannot focus right now. Where were you in your cycle? Were you near menstruation? Because that makes sense. Um, or, you know, workout wise, and I'll get into more details in a minute, but just overall, like workout wise, like, man, I had such a great workout today versus those days when you're like, I don't know why I just had the not a good workout mm -hmm. or, you know, starting, trying to stick to a diet, but like, can't stick to a diet because you're having cravings. Where were you on your cycle? Like all those things, like just for me, when I kind of started to really compare those two clocks, I was like, oh my God, it makes so much sense. Like women have been trying to restart every single day because let's be honest, women live in a man's world. Like we were talking about corporate jobs before, like, you know, like I definitely worked in a man's world and you know, they, it's the same thing every day. And like, I think sometimes as women, we've been kind of like beating ourselves up, like, why can't mm -hmm. I stick to this? Mm -hmm. And we've yeah. never thought like, well, maybe it has something to do with that. The fact that like our hormonal cycle and clock is different than men. And there's nothing wrong with that, but what, what could happen if we honored that and we tapped into that and we understood that, like you said, Mary, like people said, you know, you're like, I didn't really learn much about my period, like in school, like no one told me. So what if we could actually learn about that, honor that and understand that and use that as our power, not as something to be embarrassed about or just try to ignore. <sighs> I just, it's just so cool. Um, so with that kind of going through the phases, so just to kind of explain, so I read 
a bunch of these books. Um, I just, I was like, I could read this all night. I just got so into it. And I reached out specifically with this doctor, her name's Brett Ian. And I put together an entire program around eating and training and had her review it, approve it and all that stuff. So she's done that. So this is kind of what I'm telling you is essentially what's been reviewed and approved by her also in like all the information I've read, including the, in the flow book, like I've mentioned it several times. Um, so in phase one in your follicular phase, um, definitely a great time to cut calories. Typically we are not very hungry during that time. Um, and it's also a great time to eat foods that are more cooling because our temperatures are higher. So cooling foods being like, you know, smoothies, smoothie bowls, fruit, um, in a, in a cooking sense, like poached eggs, steamed vegetables, um, things like that. If you did want to go like plant-based, like that would be a good time to go plant-based, um, would be like right after a cycle. And that could be, once again, the amount of time can vary, but, um, you know, say five days or so in your, um, to look your faces so for eating purposes, that's a great time to kind of cut your calories down. Um, it's also a great time to kind of get that steady, like steady state cardio in. So whether you're doing kind of like a longer run or a spin class, um, or something like that, um, nothing like too, too intense, but definitely just something more consistent energy. Um, and also a great time to do some strength training as well. Usually that wouldn't be like your heaviest strength training. Um, definitely would be a time to lift weights, but not try to like PR, um, it's a great time for your body just to kind of like reconnect your muscles, start like trying to build some lean muscle and also you're eating probably a little bit less too. So you're not really going to have the energy to like lift the heaviest lift you've ever done. Um, so that's your, and if you guys have questions for me while I go through these, let me know. So the, this is the phase right before your period starts. Nope. Right after. Okay. Right after. Yeah. Right. So like the day after you get like, so just say you end your period. I need to like take notes to say. Yeah. So you end your period on Sunday. Monday is the start of your follicular phase. Okay. Perfect. Um, yep. So I, like I said, I think technically a lot of scientists and doctors say day one of your cycle is your period, but I just see it as like the period just ended. Here we go. <laughs> gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so next up is our ovulation phase. It's ob the ovulatory phase, but I just find that hard to say. So ovulation, um, when you ovulate, of course. <laughs> and I found this phase so interesting. So I started using this, what I've learned on myself and just kind of started to take note. Like I started being like, let's just take note. Like when I feel these ways, where am I in my cycle? And like when I'm at the gym in my ovulatory cycle, I can, I'm like unstoppable, you know, when you're at the gym and you're like, put it up, play on there. Like you just feel so strong. And that's because you have testosterone going through your body at that time. Like you have an uptick in that. Um, and you just feel really powerful and you're more social. So like, you're more likely to want to go to the gym, <laughs> be around human beings. If you do that, um, or take a workout class or something like that. Um, it's also a great time to do a hit. So this is a time that really you can kind of go, like if there is someone that's a little bit of like an adrenaline junkie and you've been like, oh, like I've been told I shouldn't work out too hard. Or like if you're one of those people, like that's a great time to kind of go ham, like lift heavy, do some hit, do a Metcon, you know, do a spin class, a hit boot camp. Um, that's a really good time to do those types of things. Um, and then also for your, for your food, definitely still time to be in like, not as much of a cut as like your first phase, your follicular phase, but definitely give yourself some more 
like proteins and carbohydrates to help you with those stronger workouts. But the great thing is you're naturally going to have more energy in those workouts. So you don't need to eat like a bunch of extra calories or anything like that. Um, so I would say usually that's going to be kind of kicking up a notch a little bit for like carbs, like maybe have good, some good juicy carbs for your workout or after, for example. Um, it's so interesting. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So then da, 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 the next phase we have phase that I call phase three, the tool phase part one. So this is a great time to definitely slow weight train. I kind of say, so like in your ovulation phase, like that'd be a time to PR, right? So that's like 80, 90, 100% weight that you lift, like really try to max it out. Latul phase part one, I'd say do like 70%, maybe something like that. So just say for numbers purposes, you're doing a hundred pound deadlift. What should you do during the next week, right? If you're following that same program, 70 pound deadlift-ish, something like that. Um, and still do the same amount of reps that you did, you know, prior. Say you did five sets of five, do five sets of five at 70 pounds. Um, so you can still get that work in and still fill that muscle and, and put that energy in. Um, but it's just going to be a better way to honor your body. Like you're, if you try to lift your heaviest that week, probably wouldn't feel as juicy in that lift as if you were in your ovulation phase. So that's for your lifting for that. Um, also, this is a good time. You can still get some good like hit or, um, or cardio in, but I would say probably no more than one, no more than like one or two days of that. Um, so definitely, you know, maybe three days of lifting, one or two days of some good cardio during that phase. Um, and then like I mentioned, the tool phase has two parts. And then the second part of your tool phase, which once again, the actual days varies. So this is when you would start tracking your cycle in an app or something. Um, so this is another time that you really want to lighten up even more. So saying that same hundred pound deadlift scenario, in this case, you'd want to be maybe like 60, anywhere between like 50, 60%. So hundred pound deadlift, bring it down to 50 pounds or a great time to bring it down to some dumbbells. If we're using a barbell, really work on connecting to your muscles, still doing a great workout, but not working on lifting the heaviest you can. Um, this would also be a good time to do more like accessory work, like, um, glute bridges or like cable kickbacks. I keep focusing on glutes. I don't know. Everyone, <laughs> <Me>. <laughs> Everyone loves a glute workout. <laughs> Right, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so like just kind of more of those like light, naturally like lighter workouts that are like are you're working kind of those smaller muscle groups, things like that, because you're just not going to have that same like oomph in your lift as if you're ovulating. Sure. Um, and they already mentioned food. I'm like getting so excited. No, no I haven't. Okay, cool. All right, cool. So this is a time when your body's really starting to get ready for your period, and this is a time when your body starts to actually burn more calories. So during the time of our second part of the tool phase and our menstruation phase, we actually start to burn more calories during that time. So the amount of calories can really vary on obviously your body weight and all that stuff. I mean, they say on average 200 to 300 extra calories. Um, some have said up to like 15% more calories that, you know, normally 15 to 18% more calories than you would normally burn, not during that time. So you're naturally going to usually be more hungry. So this is a good time to kind of go back to maybe like a maintenance level or close to a maintenance level for your calories. Um, and then as far as I, I don't mention, think I mentioned cardio, but you can still do some light cardio. So for example, if you're like training for a marathon, this would be a good time to just get like good distance running, but like really light pace. Right. Um, and yeah, start to just kind of feel your body a little bit more. 
And then menstruation phase. So in this phase, very similar to the phase I just mentioned, the second part of the tool phase, this is a really good time to, okay, first of all, I have to say that in the book that I read, they said, see sleep as a workout. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I never read that before. And I remember being like, that's the workout. I guess I have to do it. <laughs> Love that. Um, and I think this comes to a situation where everyone is so different. I know you had asked about birth control before when we had gotten mm-hmm. ready. And I'll talk a little bit more about, about that. Once again, saying I'm not a doctor, but during your menstruation, especially particularly if you're not on birth control, um, is really a good time to lighten it up and like rest, walk, hike. If, and it really just depends person to person. Like everyone has different periods and different extremities and different energy levels and are more sensitive to things. Um, mm-hmm. So this could be anywhere from like, you really don't lift at all that week. Or if you do, you lift really lightweight. Um, if you're a runner, maybe you run, run walk um, or do a really light run. Um, go on some hikes, do some yoga, great time to do mobility work. Okay, if you're looking for, if you're like, I just never just stretch or do mobility work. Save all your stretching mobility work for menstruation, <laughs> right? Like I at least that. you're doing it for a week out of the month or a few days out of the month. Um, I hate stretching. I'm like, great. That's a great Same. time to stretch. Menstruation <laughs> time. <laughs> um, so you can still do something and you can still have the activity of going to the gym. And if you know, you're someone that's like, I need to go like so many days a week or else I kind of lose steam. Still go to the gym, you know, stretch, form roll, do some core work, something like you know, think Pilates, yoga type movements, or take one of those classes. Um, and like I mentioned also before, like your calories start to start to burn more calories during that time. So where this really comes into play for me is people like saying like, I can't stick to a diet or I caved or I neg- insert negative words to ourselves and then, mm-hmm. in, then installing a negative belief to ourselves. Like, or what if we said, well, my body I know is, is burning more calories during this time. So it makes sense that I am hungry. So I'm going to honor that if I am truly hungry and I'm going to eat a nutritious meal and I'm going to love my body and fuel my body. Um, and just understand that more than trying to be like, oh God, I can't stick to anything. I'm, I'm always hungry or, or whatever. Um, so we do burn more calories. And also during this time, during menstruation, our our temperature is the lowest it is the whole cycle. So that's why we tend to want more warming, comforting, cozy foods. Mac and cheese. Yeah. (laughs) There is like a mine up here. I got like here, yeah. Right? It's like, mm. Um, so, you know, things like having like stews or soups, or like I mentioned in the follicular phase, like doing more like cold foods and like cold Mm -hmm. cooking. Like, this is a great time to, like, whip out the Instapot, that Crock-Pot, and, like, make something cozy. Um, you know, like, stews and, and soups are coming to mind right now, but, like, definitely more, like, baked foods and, like, things like that. That's that's really going to, like, just give you that warmer feeling. Um, it's a great time for that. So that's, like, a lot of information on the different phases. And like I mentioned, I'm definitely not a doctor. So, um, but that's just, just what I've taken from what I got approved by a doctor that I've been working with. I think that one, if anyone's, if anyone, <laughs> I know y'all are listening for anyone who is listening, take notes. <laughs> this episode yeah. is going to be a note-taking episode. <laughs> I'm going to go back and like literally write everything down. Um, I think it's nuts that like, I apologize for my dogs too. Um, but I think that it's nuts that, you know what, you go Molly. <laughs> Gotta love Mary's dogs. Um, I don't know where she was going to take that, but yeah. No, she's. <laughs> I'm spraying my dogs with water. I'm so sorry. You look so aggressive at us. 
sorry. Um, I'm ready now. Uh, I think it's nuts because I think about like guys and how they're just able, like I was listening to our friends Cam and Andrew on their podcast because they just came back with one. And it was just crazy to hear that like they're able to train exactly the same way, like all month and, you know, grow like growing up or like getting into fitness. Like I had a male trainer, like the people that I worked with were mostly male and it's crazy because that's the way that I learned how to train was just doing, you just keep pushing yourself and you have to keep like training the same way. And now hearing like all of this about like how you should be eating and how you should be training. It's just nuts that like throughout my whole life, it's like never knew that I should be doing it this way. And how much better could this make me as someone who's trying to be athletic? You know, how is this going to affect like my PRs later on in like my lifting career or, you know, just getting to the gym and knowing that like, okay, it's my menstrual cycle. Maybe I just take it easy. Like I know we spoke during my wedding because I like unfortunately got my period during that time. And it was like, okay, maybe like just take it easy on yourself because I know that you're trying to like go, go, go for your wedding, but like take it easy on yourself. And it's like, that's never been something that's been told to me about like your different cycles. Like it's always just been like, push through it and you could like that's just an excuse and I think that it's so like interesting to hear that and like I know that now I'm gonna like I said I'm gonna listen back to our episode and like take a bunch of notes on this (laughs) to be like okay what should I be eating at this time and just like see how much it changes and I'm sure you're seeing that with like your clients now like how much it changes their like like even just like sorry like the weight loss and like their Mm -hmm. like PRs and they're like moving up and like their actual like where's the what's the word I'm looking for like body yeah breakthrough or like body composition or like finding these things a lot easier as a female because they're doing it towards their body honoring their cycle honoring exactly thank you yes and I would say too like every single woman is different so it's definitely not one of those things where you can be like boilerplate like stick right on there Mm -hmm. like but I was just talking to my husband, like my cycle has actually been really off lately like I've been having like 35 to 40 day cycles and I'm like what the heck is going on with me right so like that if I try to boilerplate try to find something you know it wouldn't work because my cycle is a little different than someone else's right now so I think it's just like understanding this information and like utilizing it one thing I will say is that when I first started looking into all this I almost kind of saw my my menstruation cycle to be like handicapped for a second I was like well I how dare someone ask me to take a spin class? I'm on my menstruation cycle. I could, I could never, like, you know, and I think I might've taken it too far <laughs> at first. That. Cause I was so like, oh my God. Cause you know, like, I think you take everything with a grain of salt. Like I've read things that's like, if you do hit during menstruation, you could actually make yourself gain weight and gain fat. And I was like, oh no. Like, so I think it's, we just, we take it everything with a grain of salt and we learn about our bodies and how it feels and like, and just, and really, and understand more about why we could be feeling this way and, and honoring that and tapping into that. So like you mentioned with my clients, like, you know, one of my clients, like I've said, you know, try eating more carbs during this time of year, like uh, during like her Latul phase, it says if you eat sweet potatoes, um, some books have said if you eat sweet potatoes during your Latul phase or like even ovulatory phase, you can tend to have less PMS, um, like cravings and cravings during your period. Um, so she, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I told her that or what, but she's like, you know, actually I'm having less cravings right now. And I've got the sweet potatoes and, um, or just really them seeing that like, wow, I'm at the gym. And like, I did just put together, like, I felt really strong at the gym today. And like, 
I am, I just tracked and I am in my ovulation cycle. So just really starting to understand that and put that together, I think is so powerful. And I also think something to be said is like, like you mentioned, Mary, like this, we're going against a lot of things that we've been in environment and community and taught Mm -hmm. for our whole lives. So this isn't going to be an easy transition. It's not going to be like, boom, one month, like, well, no, just train and eat my cycle and it's fine. Like it's going to take time. Um, and there's no perfect way to do it, but I think it's just something that people could really take into consideration when trying to build up a program or understand their, their dietary needs and things like that. Yeah. It definitely makes me think of like all like the females that I watched on YouTube, like when I was getting into bodybuilding, when they were doing like competitions and stuff and like doing their preps and so many of them like lost their periods because of just like the low body fat. But it's like, I wonder if they trained like to honor their cycle, like how different that would have been for them instead of having so much stress. Like I remember girls were like losing their hair, their skin was like breaking out and like, just like all these negative things. And it's like, maybe if they were training towards their cycle, it might've been like, obviously you lose your period if you get down to a certain body percentage, but yeah, even still, it could have been healthier. I think that's part of it as well. Cause I, I was starting to think about between my clients or myself or people in my life, since obviously being in the fitness space, I know a lot of people in the fitness space mm-hmm. and most people had that point in their life where they overtrain women specifically, not people overtrained, under eat, got to a really low body fat percentage and had a hormonal backlash in some way later down in the, in their line. And also like how much on social media right now are we seeing people talking about autoimmune diseases. Mm-hmm. I think it, mm-hmm. I think the fact is, you know, don't quote me on this exact number, but I think like 70 to 80% of people with autoimmune issues are women. Mm-hmm. Wow. And those are very obviously related to your hormonal balances and maybe, you know, just thinking like we've been get pushed into this fitness industry and this fitness world. I mean, women weren't like in the gym like 30 years ago in the way they are now. Like people, women were in with barbells doing deadlifts as much as they are now. I think it's safe to say. Um, when I was in college, it was like, you're the only girl on the weight floor. And you're like, well, that was 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and now you see women on the barbell racks and I love it. But I yeah. think we've been, obviously it was introduced to us in, from a male world. So I'm really intrigued to see if, if people start to like incorporate this more and you're seeing people starting to talk about it more on social media too. Um, you know, what can then come from it? And hopefully then people won't have that, like, backlash that even you mentioned and I think we've all probably seen definitely and I know something that I know I've dealt with a lot um and I know Mary you recently were talking about dealing with more so of this is the kind of the period symptoms so for me since I can remember I've had very bad cramps um I used to get very very sick when I was younger thankfully Thankfully that went away as I got older. Um, but like migraines, extreme fatigue, things like that. So is that normal to have all of those symptoms or, you know, if we start honoring our body, will it help to lessen some of those symptoms? Yeah. So I, I mean, I would say doctors say, no, it's not normal to have very extreme periods and very extreme PMSing symptoms. But I also think, you know, like I've mentioned several times, we're all different. So I think right. there's always going to be people that have different symptoms. Like same, I used to stay in school when I got my period when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got my period at a very young age. I was like 
fourth grade, fifth grade. I'm like, favorite, we- yeah. yeah, I was I, like a weirdo. I was wearing I was a like- shirt and khakis. <laughs> <laughs> my mom was away. It was me and my dad. He's like, what do I do? <laughs> um, yeah, so we all have those memories. Um, so yeah, so, you know, there are more, there is more information about how if you can really eat in a way to honor your body, you can lessen those symptoms. And if you train in a way to honor your body, you can lessen those symptoms. Um, so for example, like we've said, mentioned like pushing through, like feeling like we have to push through all the time, like just deal with it and just keep training and just, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, if we're doing that time and time and time and time again, it can affect not just our period that month, but our hormonal levels, which then will make our periods more extreme as we go. Um, so yeah, there's actually, I mean, a lot of the books we've mentioned, like I, the, the In the Flow book I mentioned as well. Um, and also the doctor I work with specifically, they even have certain things like eat these types of foods during, uh, you know, like focus on these fruits and focus on these um, vegetables because of the fiber in them, which helps with your digestion tract, which helps with balancing your hormones. So I do believe you can make them less severe with eating a certain way. I'm definitely not going to uh, say that I'm the master of know exactly how to do that right now, but I think you definitely can. Well, I'm even just thinking about like staying on like a deficit while you're like on your period and you're burning more calories. It's like, that could definitely be why you're getting like headaches and things like that, because it's like, you're not eating enough and your body's burning all these calories so quickly that like, I mean, not eating for me at least, but I know immediately that I like skipped my lunch or something at work, which is so unhealthy, but I'll be like, oh, it's because like, I'm getting a headache because I haven't eaten today. So I feel like, especially with things like that, like if you are trying to use food to heal your body, because it is going through something traumatic, like I couldn't see that not being beneficial for those symptoms. Right, exactly. So if we, if we think about it, if, if you know, the 1200 calorie number is just the number that's always thrown around, right? So like if we're trying to eat 1200 calories during our time when our body is burning 200, 300, maybe even 400 extra calories a day, and mm-hmm. we're still eating 1200 calories, our body's burning 2,500 calories in that day. Like you're in such a deficit. Um, and meanwhile, like, let's not forget, like you're also losing nutrients and so on. Mm-hmm. So like, um, and, and maybe still trying to treat everybody the same and do that super intense workout class and do, you know, whatever, still lift super duper heavy, um, all that together, just the energy you're putting out would then make sense that you'd be super tired or not feel well, nauseous, mm-hmm. headache, all those things. Have you found, like, since you said, you know, a lot of people in the industry, have you found any males that are trying to learn this? Cause I know so many females go to male coaches over female coaches, Um, just because it's a male like dominant industry or it was for a very long time. Do you see any of like that within the industry yet? Cause I, I honestly don't like, I'll be honest. I'm really glad you asked that question. Cause I was talking to a coaching pro someone in a coaching program. I was in recently. And I said, I gave my story about how I had hired a relatively famous male um, trainer last year to just kind of, I don't know, I was getting ready for my wedding and I'm like, let's do it. I, I knew him at the gym and I tried and bro, like he treated me like a dude bodybuilder. He was like, mm-hmm. eat sugar-free syrup, 1400 calories, work out, and then do an hour of cardio. And I was like, excuse me, I have a history of adrenal fatigue. I have a history of this. I have a history of my period being off. I have a, I'm not yeah. doing all that. I was like, I am not. I listened to him for like a month and I bounced back obviously so bad, like starved me and then so he, that, 
no offense to this person who I will definitely not name, like definitely did not understand women's hormones. I have not seen anyone. The only person I have seen is like James Smith talk about it on his Instagram, who's hilarious. Um, <laughs> but other than that, no, like actual coaches, I have not seen anyone really looking into that space because I also think they don't really understand That's it. Thinking. Mm-hmm. Like they can learn, but it's like, you know, I can't speak on, you know, a men's point of view, you know, of their hormones or whatever the case is. So it's like, yes, I can learn about their hormones, but same thing. Like they can learn about it, but until you experience it, it's going to, it's just going to be different. Yeah. Like for me personally, like as a coach, like I have such a personal relation to the process of all my, you know, I'm a firm believer that your, your clients are a reflection of you. And also like usually who, like maybe just one step behind you, like you're usually just a step above your, not above, step further than your clients. Do you know what I mean? So like mm-hmm. you have that relic, like you have that personal experience also in the coaching world. Like it's the weirdest thing. Like if you don't do something, your clients won't do it. Like if I'll, if I'm on vacation and I'm not working out, my clients don't work out. And I'm like, you're not on vacation, honey. And I'm still checking. You know what I mean? But like, it's, it's just this weird reflection or like, it's a known thing. Like your clients just tend to reflect just in the energy of the universe, what you do. So I think if you don't have that connection with clients, it would be tough. Not saying men couldn't do it, but I think it would be challenging. The first thing I did when I learned all this before I shared it with any of my clients was like, practiced it on myself to understand and see if like, does this make any sense? Do I actually connect to this? You know? Yeah. And I did. And that's when I started being like, wow, this could help a lot of my clients that have been doing everything right, but are still somehow stuck at a certain place or, you know, can't stick to their macros and now being Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, how about we do a cut during these weeks and during these weeks, you don't have to log your food and you can kind of just honor your body. And, you know, so, um, but yeah, sorry, there's a long way to answer saying, no, I have not seen men get into this space. Yeah. Just because I've been listening to a lot of like fitness podcasts, I've stopped actually listening to a lot of them, but a lot of them are male. And I just hear these things where like, there's, I think that there's a lot that's separating like body positivity. And I think that men don't understand respecting your body in that sense for a female, as much as it is like body positivity, it's also like honoring yourself and honoring your body and the way that it works. And like, I think that they don't understand that. So they just see it as like a cop-out type of thing, which like there's so much to the body positivity world that like we could go into for days. But I'm just talking about like the respecting your body when you are going through your menstrual cycle and not to this extent, but like there are females who do talk about that kind of stuff. And I think that men see it as a cop-out to be like, oh, well, you're just not pushing yourself. Yeah. And like, why can't you do that? And so that's just why I'm in like beast worried. mode. Drink a Celsius and a monster and go do a leg day. (laughs) Right, exactly. It's like, just take pre to the dome, you know? That's like kind of how they talk about it. And it's just like, I feel like it's, and again, it's not all, you know, male trainers, I'm sure. But I just feel like it's just not very understood in their, like in that space aspect. Yeah, in that space. Yeah. Yeah, I would say, it should be interesting what happens in the next few years, because I think that there's just been a shift lately to kind of more of women's health recently. And I mean, whether like, like if anyone has ever heard not to get like very controversial, but there has been links around COVID affecting women's periods and also mm-hmm. therefore the vaccine affecting women's periods, because obviously the vaccine is essentially COVID, you know, yeah. um, 
and there's been a lot of information around that effect of women's periods. Um, so I think that's brought up a lot of questions too of, of women starting to really talk about it and, you know, keep track about it. It's kind of starting the conversation more. So I think people are focusing on more like myself. I, I just mentioned, like, I've been, you know, 15 days late for my period, eight days late, 20 days late for my period since, um, I got double shot of ruskies in my arm. Not saying that's necessarily the exact correlation, but, yeah. um, it's, it started a conversation, you know what I mean? And I think sure. people have, um, just been starting to talk about it. So I'm really excited to see what happens with everyone starting the conversation and, and just what happens in the yeah, how it yeah. that for sure happened to me as well. So I totally know what you're talking about. Like it completely changed my cycle. Yeah. Which is wild. I mean, yeah, wild and you know, not to dive into any of that stuff, but it's just interesting. You know, it's just interesting. Yeah, it and, is interesting. And like, you know, women's periods, like I mentioned at the beginning, like we're the whole, it's the whole reason the world goes around really. It's yeah, how we reproduce, right? you know? And, um, yeah, well, so it's, it's kind important. of on that topic. Um, not, with the vaccine or anything, but like with birth control, because last week I talked a lot about how, so after my wedding, I was supposed to get like a virtual consultation to get my birth control re-upped and I missed it because like wedding stuff and whatever. So like I did it afterwards, they didn't ship my birth control and then you have to take your birth control, like the whole thing. So anyways, this was like one of my first periods, like without being on birth control. And it was like 1000 times worse um, I had cravings. I couldn't stop like eating. I was so tired. I like couldn't get myself up to do things. I talked to John, my husband about it like 1 million times. And I'm sure he's so sick of hearing about my period. <laughs> like It's unreal. But I was like, I was like, so here's like, here's what kind of in my head. So when it was happening, it's like birth control is stopping, obviously like a real period from happening. So in that sense, when you're like, how does I don't know how to like phrase this question, but like, how does your cycles affect like working out what you're eating when you're on birth control versus when you're not on birth control? Yeah. So that's something I'm still honestly learning more about specifically. And I've been kind of talking to the doctor I've been working with because I do have some clients that want to learn how to eat and train to their cycle, but are on birth control. But what I do know is that when you're on birth control, you don't actually ovulate. So you're my, from what I'm getting so far is you, you can still definitely honor in that way, but you're probably not going to have as much extremities. And in rea reality, you menstruate because you're taking sugar pills and your body is essentially mm -hmm. like detoxing, if you will, from lack of a better word, from the birth control. So it's, it's a different reason to menstruate. It's a different, you're not actually ovulating. So um, I think it would depend what birth control you're on and all that stuff. You might not see the same uptick or downtick in energy and strength. But I think that does it change our entire body's cycle? No. Right. So I would say you could definitely still honor it, but you might just not notice as much extremities and differences between the phases is what I've gotten so far. But with that, I mean, that's another thing that actually, like, I literally had this moment, like just reading all this information and putting everything together with the doctor I was working with. And all of a sudden I just was like, I just felt like I understood the past like 20 years of women's health and like, what? Well, I was just like, oh my gosh, so, like we've been put on birth control since we were being in junior high and my friends being put on birth control to regulate their periods. Mm -hmm. That's what? literally why like, I got on. Yeah. Yes. Like, it is just like, I, you know, I was on birth control for 12 years and my body started to literally revolt against birth control. Like I was breaking out and I had like rashes on my scalp. I grew two boob sizes. I have, mm -hmm. I'm like 
not even a cup on a good day. So like all of a sudden I had these boobs and I'm like, what is happening? I gained like <laughs> 10 pounds. I was so emotional. I had acne everywhere. And I kept saying to my doctor, I need to go off birth control. And she said, I don't recommend that. And I said, well, too bad. So I went off of it and guess what happened? Everything went away. Um, So, and I just think this, and I don't think people, everyone should not be on birth control or anything like that. I obviously had to have a conversation with my partner and and all those things, but um, we have been on birth control as a society, our generation for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you read it, just, you know, if you just go to the Google, you know, you can have reverse effects of birth control if you're on it for more eight more than eight to ten years consistently mm-hmm. so if you're on birth control for 12 years 15 years etc like what is that going to do to your hormone levels to like it took me a year and a half to get my period back after being off birth control yeah so like that was going to be my next question is like how do you cycle because like that's something that I'm looking into as far as like getting off of birth control mm-hmm. um like how do you advise people to like cycle off and like get into like would this be something that would be substantial to getting off of birth control to go into, you know, following your cycles? Obviously, like it makes sense, but like, yeah. how would you advise that? Well, I mean, not as a again, doctor. I'm not a doctor. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the thing. I, I, my, my client asked me this recently, one of my clients, because she was like, okay, she was just, she was, I gave her my personal experience because, like I mentioned, my personal experience, I think, is one mm-hmm. of my most useful tools as a coach. Mm-hmm. And I, she asked, should I go off birth control? I said, well, Based on what you what you you have going on, like it seems really similar to what I had personally experienced, and I went off of it, and I, I saw things change. Will I say that you'll go off of it, and your whole body will change? No, I'm not a doctor, but um, I don't know. My thing is, our bodies are naturally meant to menstruate and have a 28 day cycle. So to me personally, I think what's the harm in going off something that's just going to make your body do what it naturally wants to do? Um, <laughs> that's kind of my thoughts on it. And I, that's what I personally did. I just said, well, toodaloo. And I just stopped refilling my prescription and, you know, went off of it. And my boobs went down in a week. <laughs> that's awesome. That's pretty much how my doctor, so I went to my doctor three years ago now and told her I didn't want to, didn't want to be on hormonal birth control. And so she basically had me finish my pack. And then, you know, after your sugar pill week, basically just not start taking new ones. And that's how she obviously, again, talk to your doctor, you know, a doctor at some, depending on yours, your, you know, things, I know sometimes birth control can be used to, I want to say treat things like endometriosis and things like that. It's more of a bandaid. That's a different discussion for a different day, but, uh, <laughs> but you know, anytime, obviously check with your doctor first, but that's how mine did it. And I think similarly to you, Sam, I, even though I didn't really know about the phases at that time, actually, that's when I first read woman code. So I was learning about them in my first kind of go around. And I just, it didn't stick really, I would say at that point, but I was just curious. And, um, I definitely felt those stages more obviously than when I was on birth control and it's, it was just different those first few months, like getting to actually know your body. Cause I had been on birth control for either 10 or 11 years. So basically my adult life. So I didn't know mm-hmm. what my body and my cycle was as an adult. So the first few months was very interesting to be like, Oh, this is new. And how is it new when I'm, you know, 27 at that point? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. I went off birth control when I was 29. I think. Yeah. So wild. It's just, you know, and I, and I think in general, like, you know, um, 
women are just looking more into their hormones and into their mm-hmm. hormonal health. And I, a lot of my friends have, I know, gone off birth control and, and all those, and just, just being more mindful. I think it's just being more mindful and being aware. And at the end of the day, like everyone do their, their own thing, do you boo, you know, but like, I think just being, yeah, just aware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was talking to John. Cause like I said, I had my first like real period since I was like probably 16. Cause that's when they put me on birth control for like my terrible symptoms. They were like, okay, well this will fix it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it was just like, so like, mind-blowing and like I said I gave him like way too much information about like my period I was like I'm like bleeding to death I was like this never happens but then you think about that and you're like you said it's so nat like your body's natural thing is to menstruate and to like shed your like uterine line and everything like that and it just like made me realize like that's not happening and how can that be healthy if all of this is not happening when my body is meant to do that Mm. and so like that's kind of like where it clicked for me and now like hearing this I'm like oh well this could probably make it easier to like for me personally to come off of birth control to know how to manage my like hormones and things like that and like honor my period in those ways with training and eating and things like that and even with like you said weight loss like I feel like I've gained so much weight because of birth control and like again like you said your boobs grew it's like that's exactly what happened to me too and I feel like sometimes that is something that's weighing against you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would say too, like, so, you know, when I have basically my current clients that I had, I just said, if you guys want to need to start coaching you on hormone cycles, let me know. Um, I'm, Cause I'm working on a whole new hormone coaching program, but I was like, let's just give us a go for my current clients. Um, Cause a lot of my clients have been with me for over a year and like they're basically like besties of mine at this point. So I'm like, let's go girls. And a lot of them I've said, like, listen, you're probably gonna be more hungry during your period. That doesn't mean go ham. I'm not sitting here like, hey honey, eat a whole chocolate cake. Cause you can, cause it's your period. Like, no, but saying like, you know, as a coach, you'll get a lot of messages like, oh my God, I'm the worst. I just had a donut and then I had a mochaccino with extra caramel sauce <laughs> or whatever. And, you know, first of all, honey, it's fine. Nothing you can do about it. Eat a salad for dinner. It's fine. But, um, you know, just not beating ourselves up about it. Like you had mentioned, like men not really understanding our cravings mm-hmm. and like, I mean, like hubs of the world, like last night was just like, you need chocolate. I'm going to go get you some. I'm like, bless your heart. Um, I'm like, make sure it's 90% cacao, no sugar added. Um, (laughs) You know, but I think it's just understanding what you're like, understanding that more. And honestly, since myself and my clients have seen this, I've actually been like less prone to like, quote unquote, binge. Not that I, people necessarily always binge during their period, but being like, oh God, like now I'm going to want to eat a pizza and cake and mac and cheese Mm -hmm. because it's my period, but more just understand like, oh, wow, you know, like, I am more hungry and that makes sense because I'm burning more calories. So I am going to honor that by having, I don't know, extra, some extra pasta with my dinner or whatever, not ham, but maybe just like an extra quarter cup or, or whatever. Um, and actually understanding that and honoring that has actually been almost a really great way to, um, to not have those moments of going off the deep end and being like, well, I'm on my period and I can't stick to a diet. And you know, like that kind of effort moment when people mm-hmm. just go, Oh, well, screw it. That, let's just go back to life on Monday. And then, mm-hmm. right. So I'm finding that's, that's kind of stopping that um, habitual pattern as well, because just understanding that what your body needs more is, is a beautiful thing. I just think it's so interesting. Definitely. And yeah. at this point, I know you've shared 
a lot, obviously today, but is there any either cycle tips that, or, you know, maybe better ways to tend to recycle that we haven't gone over yet that you would like mm-hmm. to share or that you've tried or have, you know, been recommended, et cetera? Yeah. Well, I would say, first of all, if this is all new to you, just start tracking your, your cycle, whether you are on birth control or not, like just start tracking it. Like there's so many free apps. Like I use FLO flow app. Yeah. And then the, in one of my clients actually just told me that this in the flow book that I'm obsessed with, they also have, um, by Alisa Vitti. Um, oh, that's on- goes by. I didn't know that. I don't yes. know the same person. <laughs> yes. So she has the in the flow um, app as well as a way to track your cycle and just starting to track it just to kind of see like where it says you'd be ovulating and all those things and and just kind of take note and just be like you know like when you have those days in the gym that you feel really freaking awesome just like peep at where you are in your cycle or like those days that you're just like I know I'm supposed to go to the gym but I just really can't get myself to do it like where are you in your cycle um are you having a craving where are you in your cycle but also just know that like this doesn't mean throw everything you've learned out the window of course, you still want to eat protein, you still want to eat clean, you still want to drink water, you know, all those things are given, but um, just like a way to understand rather than being like in that very man world in fitness and in everything. And I mean, I know this is like, I'm here to talk about fitness, but like think about it for work as well. Like imagine if like, I'm starting to create, I want to create a life where like, I don't have to do any to do things uh, during my period. Cause I am like a doodah with my brain. I'm like, oh, right. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, and like, you know, that during your ovulation time and your follicular time, you're more productive because you naturally have more energy and da, 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 and you're not as hungry and you're, you know, and, and where else can you honor that? And not even just fitness. So there's so many reasons to, to track your cycle, um, for, you know, work, eating, training, sleep, even, you know, are you sleeping mm-hmm. better at certain times? Like, like I mentioned during your menstruation, your temperatures really is a lot lower. So like, you know, rest is really important during that time. Are you sleeping better during that time? Are you sleeping worse during your ovulation time? Cause you want to be more social. And obviously, cause your body's like, you know, I'm doing something. I want you to do something <laughs> with it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So just, just all that. So just start tracking, um, know that like, don't see, like I mentioned, like, don't see your menstruation as like, Oh, handicap. Like I kind of saw for a second. I was like, well, gosh, like, no, I have to change my whole life. And you know, <laughs> you don't necessarily need to do that, but just, you know, honor that being like, well, I might have less energy. So I don't know if you're a class pass user, maybe sign up for sculpt yoga instead of, I don't know, like a hit class, you know, right. or something like that. And just really start to learn about your own body in a way, because no book is going to tell you anything about your body like we all know our bodies the best and we are our best learners of our own bodies so yeah so just start tracking I like that that's definitely where I started and I think that helped just kind of help me see you know my period how long my phase normally is things like that which was information I never knew before so I think it's a great starting point just so you can get to know your period and your cycle yeah and just like you know, I would just love to see like in like five years, 10 years, like period talk to be so normal. And like, you know, like, wouldn't it just be so cool if like the corporate world was like super into it. And like, they were like, oh yeah, like women can work from home during their periods. I don't know. Like just throw it out there. But like, just, I just think the more people talk about it, the more people are aware about it, the more people track it, women specifically. And like you said, Mary, like you're talking to your husband about it. Like 
Mm-hmm. He probably didn't really care. I'm like, my husband doesn't really care when I talk about it. I mean, if you're going to have a baby one day, it's kind of an important part of the conversation. Right? Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, um, so I just say, yeah, um, I'm just excited to see what happens. Like I noticed that I'm obviously not the only coaches talking about this stuff right now. I've seen now, you know how it is once you see like a white car, you see that white car yep. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Like now I'm seeing it everywhere on social media. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm loving that. <laughs> Everyone's talking about this because- it's just something that needs to be talked about and people need to, to, to look into. So 100%. Yeah. And, you know, as you've been learning so much about, you know, female health and hormonal health and things like that, what's been like the most interesting or most fascinating thing that you have taken away from your journey so far? Uh, ooh, that's just what, um, well, honestly, the biggest thing is just how much people want to talk about this. Like when I popped, so I have a group chat in my app with like all of my clients. And I just sent them in like, anyone want to talk about hormones? Like anyone, <laughs> anyone want to have a call with me about their period? And everyone was like, yes, 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 yes. And you know, even like uh, getting my hair done, I'm like, oh yeah, I'm working on a new like hormonal fitness program. And like, oh my God, I need that. Women need that. Oh, like, I just feel like women want this right now. And people are, women really want to talk about this right now. And even men, like, you know, um, so the owner of the gym I used to go to in California, like he actually brought up this book in the flow to me. So he's not coaching on those things, but he's, you know, starting to have the conversation yeah. and, and he's at least aware. Like, yeah. Cause he was giving me workouts sometimes and he's like, you know, have you ever looked into, into this? And he, I'm like, no, you know, this was like two years ago. So I think just how much people want to talk about this and how much people right now are being like, sorry, how much women right now are being like, yeah, I need to talk about that. My hormones are fucked. Like, yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Like that's been the biggest thing. Yeah. I think that that's huge. And especially with like things like Pia or, um, what's the endometriosis and what's the other one? PCOS. PCOS. There we go. Mm. Like people are now starting to talk about how they have that and everything and like opening up. And I feel like before it was like, don't talk about it. Like, don't talk about fertility issues. Don't talk about like any of that kind of stuff. And I do think that it's coming to the forefront of people like women, you know, wanting to hear about those things. And it's like, okay, judge me if you will, but like, this needs to be out there to someone else who might be like dealing with this issue, you know? And like you said, it was so hush hush where it was like me and my fiance or fiance, he's my husband now. Um, (laughs) he like we've been together for seven years and it's like because of birth control too like I haven't had like a real period but it's like that's the first time I've ever like brought that up to him and felt comfortable to like sit not because of him but just because of like how things are now I can just like openly like talk about things like that you know it's and like you said more people are talking about it I've noticed since we decided to have you on or since we had you on last time and you were talking about how you were going to like study all of this and we wanted to have you back on like I've seen your posts I've seen other people's like you said when you see the white car it's like you see it everywhere that's kind of how I've been is like seeing all of this since we brought up the topic with not only you but a couple of our other guests yeah yeah it's just like I just can't wait to see what you know what I think it is handmaid's tale brought it all the conversation (laughs) Right. <laughs> and it came out, everyone was like, oh my God, what if everyone stopped having babies? <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, not that I'm not saying it's going to help everything, but just like, yeah, like, I just think people. This is important. Start, it's yeah. important. Like, it's, you know, women are, we are the ones that bear children and give birth to children. Our reproductive system is very important. Um, like, literally, the way we reproduce humans. Um, 
so yeah, I'm just excited to see what, where the conversation goes from here with everyone. Definitely. As we start to wrap up, I know you mentioned writing your um, program about, you know, hormonal uh, health with workouts and stuff like that. So can you share a little bit more about what that's looking like? Yeah. So I'm, I'll be totally honest with you guys. I am the most like ADHD person. So like I have so many ideas. I just get like, um, so originally it was going to be like, we launch, you know, and the word launch, (laughs) I hate the word launch and the word program. I'm just like, like it just, to me just sounds like also speaking of coaching, I feel like the coaching industry is a little saturated right now. It's just kind of like five day challenge. I've done a hundred yeah. of them. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're Gucci. So, um, I basically just created a format that has been approved by doctors. So what I did is I took all this information I was reading. Like, you know, I, I, I couldn't put it down. I was, I was like, my husband, I was like, I could read this all night. Like I could be up all night reading about the stuff, studying this stuff. Um, and so basically what I did was I just put all the information together and create essentially like a structure of a workout program and a structure of like what calories would look like in a generic sense. So like say someone was 2000 calories, bloop, bloop, bloop. Um, so an overall framework. And I, before I did this, I, I reached out to Dr. Brett Eaton and said, you know, thank you so much for coming out and talking to my clients. They loved it, blah, blah, blah. Um, I would love to work with you in this program. Um, so she's, she said, totally. Um, so we are still putting like the final touches on exactly what the logistics of it look like, because she does also offer virtual, um, consultations, but she's a very busy human being. So, um, she only has like one day off a week. So, um, basically how it works is we have our overall framework that's been approved by her. So this is what we've been using on my current, current clients. So just give like a very high level example. It's pretty much like this is your 28 day cycle. When you come on board, we ask you a bunch of questions about your period, how extreme they are, if you're on birth control, if you weren't, how long you were on birth control, all that. Dr. Brett reviews those things and tells us like, if there's anything that should be, tells me if there's anything that should be outside that framework that should be considered, right? Due to extreme circumstances or really heavy periods or, or, or what have you. Um, there's also an option to do a consultation with her um, as part of the process, um, be, either beginning, middle, end, depending on her timing basically. Um, and, um, and then we also put your macronutrients to that as well. Um, and essentially that's kind of it in one little bundle. Um, and it's essentially gonna be like open for business very soon, probably like October, but it's not going to be like a program where it's like, it's launching and I need 10 people to come on. Cause it's like gross. Um, I really want to be able to dive into people and really like, you know, I'm going to learn. I'll be honest, you guys, I've talked to other people in the coaching world and they're like, bless your soul for trying to coordinate that. Cause like right now I'm like, oh yeah, when's your ovulation day again? Okay, cool. And then your period is this day. All right, cool. So like I'm tracking everyone's periods and ovulations (laughs) and and everything. Um, so it's one of those things that I just really want to work really deeply one-on-one with people and take no more than like five people within a month um so that's kind of what it is overall it's really just using the phases that I talked through and the intensity levels and building a program but to be honest it'd be different than what people think so it's not going to be like you have deadlifts five times five every Monday for four weeks and then we go to the squats like it'd be much more like we change your workout throughout your cycle and then you Mm -hmm. do that exact 28 day cycle program again the next month right because you only have that week's energy that week. So you sure. kind of do it 
repetition is important. So um, I truly believe that women need at least three months to get a hang of these things. So it'd be three mm-hmm. to six months, dependent on someone's interest slash how much time they think they need. Um, so that's like a fuzzy, wuzzy way to explain. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I think that's going to be a huge game changer for so many women. I think so too. And like on top of that, it sounds like you're already in the programs that you do have. You're already implementing things that you've learned, like that will be in this program to, like you said, like telling your one client to have sweet potatoes at this point. And like, that's something that you learned and just like implementing it into your other programs. I think that that's so different than like other people's like programs, like where it's just like cut and dry. Everybody gets the same thing. Like, it sounds like it's so much more individualized even though it's you know a program which I understand like why you don't like using that (laughs) yeah gross it's just a framework is a great word which I just say I'm going to start using framework absolutely because like I mentioned to you a hundred times you know everyone's cycle is different every single Mm -hmm. woman's cycle is so different and that's something that needs to be taken into consideration and also needs to be taken into consideration like what you did before this like did you do hit and under eat or did you not really work out and like you know eat not very well. Um, so all those things I think need to be taken in consideration. Um, but yeah, it's just a framework. And then from there we dive into like, you know, we have a whole questionnaire about like what all your period symptoms are, if you're on birth control, all that, that questionnaire was built by Dr. Brett. Um, so that she can then get those answers and kind of tell me if there's anything specific that like, you know, she would recommend whether it be like eat more vitamin D or magnesium or whatever, or, you know, she would probably going to have really extreme periods. So definitely don't give her, you know, I'd make it even less intense the week of her menstruation, like sleep, breath work and walking (laughs) or whatever. (laughs) Um, So yeah, so it's very individualized because I truly think that's going to be the only way to do this personally. I don't think that having a boilerplate here's the period program, like, is going to work. Um, And I think that's a very masculine way to do a feminine program, program, coaching. Um, So, yes, that's what it is. So, um, I mean, my lucky ducky clients, like, they just get access to it all already, which is, like, fun (laughs) for them. Um, But, yeah, so I'm really excited for it to to go down and to really dive deep, and I'm so excited. I'm so excited too. Like I, <laughs> I know something I maybe want to check out. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking as well. And I think that, I mean, 90% of our listeners are females and I feel like they're probably feeling very seen right now Yeah. as opposed to, you know, the pro programs and things that they've been put in before. And like, especially with like trainers and such for me personally, that's how I'm feeling where it's like, Oh, like I got put on the same macros as the same girl that was in my like coaching group even though we were completely different body sizes we were completely different like goals and things like that it's just like it was a very like cookie cutter thing whereas I love the individual uh, like individualizing that you're doing yeah and I would say like for everyone especially since like you know I think women in in general are always looking for coach I think we're more likely to ask for help than a man like like we're always looking for coaches like as when hiring any coach just like go into it knowing what you want because like if you go into it know exactly what you want then like that can help guide the discussion better versus like just going into like well I just want to help someone's like well I'm a coach I'll help you like give, sure. give me money I'll help you you know so I think just going in and like thinking like do you want something more customized to you do you want more I hate the word accountability but accountability like do you want more touch points with people do you want to look at someone on zoom or whatever and, mm-hmm. and or do you want to just submit a check-in for it. Like, what are things, like, how do you want to feel in it? And what do you want to get out of that more than just like finding someone's program and 
whatever. So one thing I didn't mention too with that is essentially with the, fr with the framework, it would be, you know, so three months pretty much would be unless like Dr. Brett's like, she's going to need six months. Um, <laughs> so like three months is like the framework. And then we have an embodiment continuation. So the framework is obviously like one-on-one -on -one coaching. So it's like very hands-on, but then from there, since obviously the worst thing to do would be like, okay, we just try to change your whole life in three months, have fun. We have an embodiment program, which is essentially just being continued, continual like workout programs for you to continue with. Um, that's not as hands-on. So obviously cheaper, less, less hands-on for you too. When mm -hmm. you have a coach, like, you know, you have to be kind of involved in that. So, yeah. um, which I think will be cool too. Definitely. So, Definitely. Yeah. And then to almost wrap up, if you remember from last time, one of my favorite things to ask our guests is about what they're grateful for. So it's been a little bit. So what are three things you're grateful for today? Gosh, golly. Um, gosh, golly, well, Holly. Gosh, golly, Holly. <laughs> uh, well, I'm definitely grateful for my husband, who I mentioned um, was my fiance last time who um, get, got me chocolate last night because I'm currently five days late for my period. So I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> um, so definitely, so poor thing. Like my PMS, beginning PMS, you guys, has been like, it was 20 days last month. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lots of emotions. <laughs> Anyways, um, so grateful for him for sure. Um, I'm also very grateful for you guys for having me back on because it's so nice to see your faces again and to talk to you. I love how you guys are just keeping such a real conversation with everything. I think everyone needs that right now. Mm -hmm. um, just very honest and open and just cool. Um, and I'm definitely just grateful for like my clients that I currently have. Cause like I mentioned, I've had them for, I've had some of my clients for over two years now and like, they're just amazing. And they let me go on this experimental journey with them and bring them with me, which has been really, really fun. Um, and yeah, so I'm just really grateful for them and for giving me now the experience of coaching, you know, also too, I'm like, well, this is brand darn too and new. Like, <laughs> I am uh, like, Hey, can I retract a period? And <laughs> sure let's do it I'm like okay um, so I'm just so grateful for them for like always rolling with the punches with me so yeah and I'm just so grateful for anyone that's listening because you're awesome <laughs> <laughs> oh I love it I love it and just to finally wrap up where can everyone find you where can they get involved with you and your not program programs where they can they find the where can they find the framework sam yeah um so you can just on instagram at sam pinsons p-i-n-c-i-n-s go there I do currently have a business page but we're currently talking about maybe just like putting her away for a minute and just doing my personal page. Um, so definitely just at Sam Pinson's. Um, if you want to just kind of learn a little bit more about me in general, or like a little bit of some of my offers, you can go to gingersnapfitness.com. Um, we don't really have hormone coaching program on there yet, <laughs> uh, but it does say option to, um, you know, option to add in hormonal coaching. And then there's a, there's a little button there to kind of just set up a call um, and I'm a big believer in just chatting with someone because it's just as much of an addition both ways around for, to feel if it's a right fit. So definitely awesome. And yeah. just like last time, we'll have all of Sam's links below for everyone. So you can just click the uh, description box and that way you can click on Sam's Instagram or site and just go right from, uh, the description box. So Sam, thank you so much for being yeah, on. Thank you so much. I have learned so much. I can't wait to edit this so I can actually write some notes. Um, oh but my God, yes. 
<laughs> I appreciate it. I can't wait as you know, I'm learning this and I'm rereading woman code. I can't wait to really dive into my cycle this time around. And I can't wait to share with you how it goes. <laughs> please. Like, I know it sounds weird, but please tell me all about your period. <laughs> <laughs> I will. Tell me about your, your, your cycle. And <laughs> I'd love to know, like, feel stronger during ovulation. If you did better, like Peloton class during ovulation. Or, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Thank you so much, Sam. Yeah. Thank you. Such a good episode. That was like a, such a fun conversation. And Sam's energy is so amazing. Like she just goes like, Oh my God, I want to tell you more. It's like, you've known her like your whole life. When even like, when you're just like listening to her talk, it's like, yeah. Oh, is this my best friend? Um, but I literally went to bed after we spoke to her and like told John like everything and like, just like spilled everything about like <laughs> hormones and like how things are and like the different like cycles, like the different like stages of your cycle and everything. I was like, so excited. I was like, this is so oh, interesting. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I have been, I feel like since we recorded, I've been like devouring woman code, the book I'm reading even more. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, even, I don't know, more clicking for me now because like Sam put other, you know, different things into perspective and things like that. Mm-hmm. So it's been fun to kind of be research, researching quote unquote, this at the same time that we're interviewing her and then we're interviewing, um, Corinne Angelica upcoming soon. So it's like fun to kind of be doing the topic with who we're having on. So it's been a cool experience yeah. in that regard for me. I think yeah. So, I thought it was so definitely a learning, like, like I said in the intro, like, I just wanted to go back and take notes. Like, yeah. It was so interesting. And I feel like there's so much for us to learn. And she gave us so many resources too, of just like Mm -hmm. books, like you have like your book, like that will all link like down below, like all these different resources of like looking into more of this, like hormone health, because I think that it is not talked about enough. And like the conversation is just peeking through Mm -hmm. right now. But I think that if people like want a place to go, like we'll have all those resources, like in our description and everything. Yeah, definitely. And with that, you guys can also find something else in the description and that's where to find us. So where can the people find us? They can find us on Instagram at getfittywithapod or they can email us at getfittywithapod at gmail.com. And I'm also going to be dropping a new link below soon. That will be a email list link. So we are building that. So look for that. If it's not in this episode, it'll be in the next one, but I think I should have it ready for tonight. <laughs> so we can go live for tomorrow. Awesome. I love it. Well, so that, that way we can send some different things out and yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Stay connected. Yep. Stay Bye. Connected.